Welcome to Lemurian Yogi Podcast. My name is Eric Perez. Today I'm going to share the story of the white deer. Now, this story goes back a few years to May 9th, 2016. And I was driving home from a coffee house with my girlfriend at the time and her daughter. And for whatever reason, call it divine intervention, I felt called to take a back road that was not exactly a common path for me to take home, but I went with it. And as we were kind of heading down this back road, I looked to my left and kind of well, not so camouflaged in the trees was this white animal. And I'd, I'd never seen a white deer. And I, I haven't seen one since. But I <laughs> pulled the car over and almost did a double take. Like, are, are you guys getting this? Is, is, are you seeing <laughs> this white animal? Am, am I dreaming here? And, yeah, everyone confirmed they were. <laughs> They were seeing what I was seeing, stopped and took some photos, and it was an albino deer. It was a white deer. Um, it was magical. And I had heard, I had heard from, well, my girlfriend's teacher at the time, Leanna Shanti, about how in Native American culture, they believed that if, if you hadn't seen an animal for a lengthy period, in this case, ever, it was, it was a, a message. It was, it was a messenger from, from our Earth Mother. And so we, we go home. First thing I do is look up, okay, what, what the heck does the white deer mean? And... The Native Americans believed that the occurrence of a white animal, any white animal, was a huge sign, this prophecy, a sign from the Great Spirit that a major shift in, in the person's world was about to come. I go further and I kind of keep digging and when a white animal um, occurs. It's this sign of attaining higher knowledge and higher ideals, purity of the soul, cleansing the spirit, higher thoughts. I'm kind of reading down the list here of everything I've wrote down about what the, the white animal symbolizes in Native American culture goes further to compound these attributes with those that the white or that the female deer represents which is benevolence and kindness creativity spirituality renewal connectedness and again going back almost eight years now to me this was it just seemed really cool in the moment I I did not fully grasp what had just happened and, and what 
again, our, our Earth Mother was <laughs> what she was telling me. May of that year, May of 2016, girlfriend and I broke up. She wanted to take some time to go inward to heal, and, and she laid it out very simply. You know, I, I can't heal while I'm in a relationship. So that was my cue to, to exit. Unfortunately for me, you know, I was so unaware of how codependent I was in that relationship. That's so when I was finally let go, let go of, I, I had no idea what to do. So I ran away. So May 2016, sold everything I owned, packed my entire <laughs> life into a beat up old red Pontiac Grand Am and just ran away. I left Wisconsin, took this road trip down to the East Coast, down to Florida, took Highway 10 all across the, the, the southern states. You know, paused for a break in Texas, in Arizona, finally get to Southern California, which is where I thought happiness exists here, right? I'm my, my broken heart, my... <sighs> my sort of lost, wandering heart was going to find exactly what it was looking for right there in Southern California because that was happiness. Happiness was there. Uh, the sun, the sand, the surf, the, the vegan restaurants, and the, you know, the beautiful women. It was, it was, that was the answer. That was happiness. That was where it all existed. And I'm there for a couple weeks. <laughs> Probably was like two weeks. And it just dawned on me. I am miserable. Miserable. So it was kind of like this aha moment of, all right, well, if I'm miserable here, I was miserable in Wisconsin. You know, what? what's the common denominator? And it was, it was me. It didn't matter where I went. East Coast, West Coast north, south, you know, whatever country, I was always going to be wherever I was. You, know, you can't outrun yourself. So if you're the heart and you, if you're the, if you're the reason you're miserable, all right, well, the only way to shift and change that is to change yourself. And I suppose the, the blessing for me was I had it in the back of my mind that, okay, first of all, I know I'm not going to find happiness here in Southern California. Already came to that conclusion. So I went home, and I'm broke. I'm out of money. Crashed out, my, crashed out on my mother's couch. And I had enough awareness to kind of at least point myself into what I thought was, okay, well, when were you last happy? You were last happy when you had the girlfriend. So get the girl back. That was like the first and like only 
like bullet point on that list, like how to attain happiness, get the girl back, right? Well, how do I get the girl back? Well, the girl broke up with me because she wanted to spiritually evolve and I didn't. All right, well, I need to spiritually evolve. I only know one person who can help me do that, and that was Leanna Shanti. So, I had my ex, at the time, you know, kind of ask, could I join? She had an upcoming, this was, I got back in July of 2016, and I had her ask, like, can I join the upcoming Life Path group, which was going to be launched in, I think, fall, so early fall of, of 2016. And I'll never forget the words that uh, Leanna kind of relayed to me through my ex, which was, I was really hoping Eric would say yes to joining this group. And it was almost this instant feeling of like coming home. Like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I just really, I thought it was all about getting the girl back. So August of 2016, I make it official. I sign up for the program. And <laughs> my headspace, I was in the headspace of, okay, this is a three-month program. I'm going to heal everything, all my wounds, heal it all, get the girl back, get my life back. We're good. We're golden. We're happy again. <laughs> ah. So the program starts, and God, it may have been like week two before I realized there's a lot here. There's a lot, a lot of wounding. Mother wound, father wound, healing from narcissistic relationships. and I had no idea. Inner children, that was a brand new word for me. I have inner children that have never had their needs met. You know, and it was realizing... Why Leanna calls this a life's work. This is life path. <laughs> it's not three month path and you're good to go. Um, it's a life path. This is a life's journey. And within those first couple of weeks, I also realized that my path was never to go backwards to where I was. You know, my ex was just a teacher leading me to the next teacher, which was Leanna. So I'm in the middle of life path and everyone starts talking about they've had their human design read with Leanna. And I'm like, All right, what's this human design everyone keeps talking about? So I message Leanna, I'm like, should I do this? Is this something I should be doing? And it was kind of like, yeah, you know, like I think I messaged one of the women in the group. Like, do you think this would be a good decision to, you know, do human design now versus waiting and it was like yeah yeah go for it it'll be awesome you'll love it right so sign up for human design with liana and that may have been the first time as i was talking with her that i really that somebody really broke down for me like me the ins and outs and and my yeah, my life, the way, you know, my energy ebbs and flows and 
it was incredible. So it was like finally getting a roadmap for my own life. And again, this was still within the month, within the year of 2016. Life path ends that early winter, like November, December, in there. And from there, Leanna launches Mother Wound. Sign me up. Three months later in March she launch, of 2017, launches Father Wound, sign me up. Um, new Moon comes out, sign me up. Full Moon comes out, sign me up. Like Programs were just launching, sign me up. HMI, I'm in it. And again, looking back now in hindsight, the great change, right? The deer, the representation of this great change in my life. I had gone from Catholic church and church every Sunday, Catholic high school, grade school, middle school, elementary school, to now fully like stepping away from the church and, and the, the dogma of organized religion and, and working with a teacher who was actually sharing the true teachings of Jesus realizing I had mother wound, I had father wound, you know, my father, it was a really rough relationship, and then peeling back the layers with my mother, and all the, all the wounding that had been done there, without really realizing it, and then my, you know, you go back, you know, with my grandparents, my uncles, and my aunts, and every person who had kind of impacted my life in some way, shape, or form was, was realizing they were just kind of handing me a projection of what they saw the world was, what they saw that life was. And within kind of that span of life path and signing up for these programs, it was realizing, you know, my entire life has been laid out by somebody else. You know, as a child, it was my father saying, boys play baseball, they play football. And then understanding for me, which was, all right, you want dad's love, you gotta learn how to master throwing the ball, hitting the ball, catching the ball, you know, score a touchdown, hit a home run got dad's love mom was you get the good grades you keep your room tidy you do your chores when that when you know it's asked of you eat all your vegetables um, again it was conditional I was realizing it was it was all conditional and yeah father was sports and as a child, getting laid out that a boy was supposed to, again, sports was your role as a, as a kid. Into my high school years, my mother kind of laying out for me once I realized that <laughs> I wasn't going pro in any sport, you know, junior year, 17, 18. 
not having a direction and just like, all right, mom, you say that I should go to college and this is the college I should go to and this is the major. I went with it. I allowed her to dictate that next path. You know, I, I self-sabotage, you know, bomb out of college. Grandparents and my dad then say, or grandfather and my father say, well, if you're not going to college, then you're, you're going to the trades. All right, trades, yeah. Make a good living. So I, so I heard, right? And I'm 21, so two years in, I wake up and just hate my life. Just miserable, hate my life at 21. And I'm like, all right, hate my life at 21. I, yeah, in my, my own little kind of normal fashion, run away. And my uncle was the next one who was like, you're not going to do trades, work at the Y. You love kids, kids love you, be a coach. So you figure out what your next move is. I'm at the Y, I meet a mom who had children who were in one of my programs, after school programs and sports programs, and she was like, you know, you work out a lot, could you help me work out? Done. Help her work out. She loses some weight. You're great at personal training. You should be a personal trainer. All right, I'll be a personal trainer. <laughs> if, you're, if you're noticing a pattern here. Um, from there it was, you know, I go work at a gym, make the gym owner a lot of money. She's like, you know, you're making this guy you know, tons of money. You should do this for yourself. Be be your own boss. Own your own business. I'll do all the book work. You just do you and train. And, all right. Well, I'll own my own business. So I launch my own personal training business at 23. It took me about five, six years before I burned out. Again, look in the mirror. Hate my life. Hate who I become. This massive ego, this narcissist, you know, nobody loves me more than me. So at that point, that kind of brings me to the 2016 version of me, where girlfriend wanting to spiritually evolve, I say no, she says, fine, we're, we're going separate directions. So my entire life had been laid out by somebody else. So that's why when she was like, we're done, I spiraled. I had no idea what to do. So finally getting to Leanna's programs and Leanna was the kind of the first person to ever really ask me what did I want to do? You know, what what brought me happiness? You know, what where did I find joy in life? And it was within that life path program where I realized I love yoga. And I watched this documentary about Yogananda and, and the life of Yogananda the, in his book, The Autobiography of a Yogi. And watching that, that doc, I was like, man, these yogis just look happy. And, and what a 
awesome goal or direction to head for, for a life path. At least that's what I thought. Like destination happiness. So yoga. And I remember asking Leanna, like, I, I love yoga. I want to do yoga, but I have no idea. I have no idea how how is yoga going to provide for my hope someday I'd have a family, a wife and kids. How how in the heck is yoga going to pay for that? Do I have to go to India? What what's how do I do this? <laughs> what's the next step? And I still remember her words. She told me to stop getting hung up on the how and to remain grounded focused and, and rooted in in the now what can I do today and that was simple the next step was all right if I'm gonna become a yoga instructor well, I have to go to teacher training so signed up for a teacher training from the teacher training got picked up by a yoga studio studio led to interacting with other yogis and then teacher after teacher I was kind of getting led to different styles and different teachers that I really enjoyed learning from and and that sort of launched the the yoga career but with that I, I continued with Leanna's programs with mother womb father womb and I eventually ended up you know getting the narcissistic uh, healing from narcissistic relationships and light body activation I don't think there's a program of hers I don't own at this point <laughs> so I could just I'll save myself the uh, uh, the breath like there yeah I'm, I own every one of her programs if she's put it out yeah I have purchased it and also I, I'm, I mentioned HMI and I had signed up for HMI because I, I was plant-based. I am plant-based. I am vegan now, almost 14 years. And I had seen my ex make, you know, she was just rocking it as an HMI coach. And I'm like, man, again, another one of those examples of, you know, someone else is doing it and not finding my own path, but wanting to piggyback off somebody at somebody else's. And so now I, I look at HMI as great information um, I'm glad I have the information, but it's my path is not destined to be an HMI coach, more so to have the information. Uh, lesson I had to learn uh, through through this journey. And so throughout this, we're going into eight years now, eight, nine years of not only knowing, I heard about Leanna back in 2015, had very negative and, and ugly and hateful, spiteful things to say about her because I, at the time, thought she was the reason my life was just tanking and miserable and she was ruining my relationship because my girlfriend at the time was breaking up with me because Leanna told her to and I was angry and wanting someone to point the finger at had to be Leanna not couldn't be I couldn't be the problem in the relationship <laughs> no couldn't be me 
far too it's far too difficult to take ownership of that much easier to point at somebody else so i did i pointed at leanna and when i needed help to get back in my head to get back to that relationship turned to leanna wanted her help and it was the first time i ever truly felt unconditional love in my entire life in that life path group and i remember telling her you know all the nasty ugly you know the, 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 the hurt little child in me that that was just throwing things at her and, and yelling and screaming and you know banging on the walls right and I'm sure she's heard it all a thousand times over, people projecting at her. And I told her, like, straight up why I was in this program, my intention. You know, I wanted to get back to where I was. And again, Leanna, being Leanna, she told me that it didn't matter. It didn't matter what brought me here. You know, my, I straight up told her what my intention was and why I'm here. And she didn't matter, she said. It doesn't matter what brought you here. What matters is that you're here and that you're doing the work. That's what matters. It was this eye-opening aha moment of, my goodness, she really is just unconditional love. And the white deer, to kind of circle it back, I had no idea. I had no idea. When the white deer came into my awareness, symbolizing this great change, I had no idea that change was coming internally. Here I thought it was because I'm moving to California and I'm going to get the babes and the, you know, the beach and the big house and... I was going to be this world-famous personal trainer. I was going to rock it, you know. The change was never meant to happen external, because that's where my focus had been. My entire life had been external focus. But with Leanna's help, I began focusing internally. And now, again, looking back, eight years later, the white deer symbolizing the, the great internal shift and change that was about to occur in my life. The realization that I had lived my entire life for somebody else. Finally, at 29, making the decision to journey towards something that, that I wanted. This was my, my decision in terms of a career path. I had no idea what that was going to look like. I had no idea what the yogic path was going to look like. I just knew, ah, I love this, and I want to learn more about this. Still do, you know. Like I said, eight years later, still excited about what I'm learning, excited going further, now talking on a podcast about it. <laughs> I had no idea the the layers of childhood trauma and wounding that I had. Having my eyes opened to what I was harboring, what I was holding on to. And this great change has led now to 
a loving relationship with my partner, a a relationship with my son where I look at him as guru, as teacher. I thank Jesus for him every single day, my partner and, and her daughter, every single day. Thank you, Jesus, for the, the teachers I'm surrounded with. They're teaching me. And if something comes up, that I don't like and I'm triggered. It's not the point the finger that it's always been in the past. Now it's okay. If I don't like something, how can I not only learn from it, but looking inward, what's the lesson for me to learn here? It's not point finger, but own it. I don't like something, own it. All right, I own this. I'm choosing to be unhappy. Let's learn and shift the mindset. And again, <laughs> that white deer, it's a great change. But again, true change happens internally. Gandhi said it best in my opinion. None of us can change the world. Anyone listening to this, you, me, none of us, none of us can change the world. But what we can do is change ourselves. And in changing ourself, in me changing me, I change the world. Because you, me, we're, we're in this world. You want to change the world, change yourself. Stop looking externally for something to fix, change, solve, heal. And start looking internally. You don't need to see a white animal to ch make a great change. For me, it was just this, this symbol from, from Jesus, from Mother Earth, from the universe. God, goddess, however you want to label it, but something greater, right, than, than just me. Something was showing me that the change was about to happen, and the change was going to happen within me. And as a result of that change, as a result of the inner change, my entire external world has changed. And I've found happiness, peace, and joy, because I'm learning to unlock it from within. That's it. Episode one, story of the white deer. Thank you for for being here, for choosing to give your your time and your energy, and grateful for each and every one of you. And whatever change you're sitting with and and on the verge of making, take action. The universe responds, rewards action. Take action. Leanna's words to me, don't get hung up on the how. Stay focused in the now. What can be done today?
what action steps can be done today? How can I, for me, is change today to take steps towards that dream life? One day at a time. One action step at a time. God bless each and every one of you. Wherever you are, I hope you have a wonderful day. I look forward to many more stories and conversations to come. Namaste.